Are we recording? Did we record? Are we recording? We're recording. <laughs> um, every single every single episode. That's how we should just start. Like, uh, is this thing on? Mic check. Tap tap Hello? tap. Tap tap. Hello. Mic check. One two. And five. Good game. Four. And we're recording now. Yes. <laughs> hey. Gang 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 gang. Good. Happy quarantine. Back at it again. Like we never left, honey. With a guest, honey. Okay. Uh-huh. Who we got here? Who in the chat? Who in the building? But who is hey, we girl. though? Hey, <laughs> boo. So hey, we got our guest, uh, Miss Amanda Booze. She's here gracing us with uh, okay. her presence and some knowledge. No, you kind of gracing me. <laughs> I feel like I have not seen you three queens in years it's been some years um i know jb yeah. introduced us both to each other danielle and mm-hmm. when we were working in bet together so uh, mm-hmm. you guys have always just had good energy so i was so excited when y'all started this podcast together y'all, <laughs> i like to think of y'all podcast honestly like the group chat and what's happening in the group chat but y'all are like bringing it like live and in action so i love it that's the, yes. point. That's the point i love it branding <laughs> you better do that that's what Thank we you. love. We will. We're gonna just take that snippet out and just use it as a promo. So, <laughs> thank you for that drop. Period. Um, you feel me? Well, you trying to do? You trying to introduce yourself, Kalila? You skip past yes. all of us and went right to right to. I mean, Amanda. she's our guest. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's KB, otherwise known as Kalila. It's Danielle, the oldest of the group. She <laughs> actually tried to pull a fast one on me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's JB. I'm just here. Just yes. Just here. Living and breathing. Yes. Living as as I live and breathe. And thriving. And mm-hmm. thrive. Oh, yes. Thriving. So That's a good addition. You know, we finna switch it up a little bit on the day. And we've decided that we need to like have like moments with each person when we have our guests. So we, we finna play a little game. I thought now, we were gonna play it at the end, but we could play it now. Oh, are oh, we going to play it at the end? end? This is the warm-up. Oh, I, I just said, it. let's play it at the end so <laughs> niggas get warmed up. And you about out the gate. Okay. But we could do that I too. That's Kalima. fine. I didn't even, wow. We're not aligned. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened when y'all have private um, lives that y'all don't invite me to. You wasn't <laughs> oh, invited either, Amanda. And that's cool. They did a live um, yesterday oh. or the day before. And unbeknownst to me, I just get a regular notification like, interesting. <laughs> Seems to be a thing happening that I was not invited to. Wow. That's why we not like this. Oh. Oh, well, y'all did it like that for real? That's what how, happened that's was. Okay. Kalila was on live. Make it make I sense. Was calling through my phone and she was on live and I popped in. I was like, hey girl, what you talking about? And then I sent the request, like, let me get on your live. It was that's nothing. all that happened. It just so happened. It wasn't like a meeting, like we're gonna just no. live together. It wasn't okay. No, no, it wasn't. None of that. None of that at all. None at all. I just think it's very funny how Amanda, mm. okay. <laughs> Listen. They could have sent you a text in the group chat or something, you know. Just a heads up, hey. <laughs> An alert. An alert. An alert. But let's let's true. jump into the game. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey Abelina. Look, look oh. who's joining the chat. Yes, hey, Abby. Most up. Abby is here in these streets today. 
Okay. So, um, she our got new that game. good baby smell, huh? Yeah, <laughs> she do look fresh out the water, huh? With a fit on, too. Mm hmm. Abby, love her head wrap. <laughs> Me too, niece. Me too. <laughs> it's so okay. Stupid. But, okay, That's so real. wait, you, you doing a game, Danny? You got all the, all the joints. I, I got them right here. Mm hmm. You said she's ready. Thank you with the time. You do. We so, Umamento. Before um, you start, you know, just gonna give the gist. So the okay. game is called Facts or Fiction. That's right, Abby. I'm gonna. Um, this is rapid fire, so very much stay on your toes. That's how we keep it in in the group chat on your toes. So I'm just gonna say some black, you know, facts and maybe some black fictions, and you will reply either facts after the statement or fiction. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's all. And what are we doing? A minute, JB? 60 seconds? 30 seconds? Wait, what'd you say, Kalila? You, you muted yourself, sis. Come back on. How long, how long are y'all trying to do? A minute? That sounds a long time. Because how much? Like 30 seconds? Let's do 30 seconds. I asked. I don't know. Let's do 30 seconds. Wow, y'all seeing the work in progress. Wow. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, okay, we can do 30 seconds. All uh, right. Let me know you're ready. This is a fiction. Okay. Right. So this is, we're testing it out. This is the, the trial. <laughs> this may not even slap because y'all see how hard it's taking to get off the ground. But Wait, boom, am I the so first person doing this game? You're is the it, first person. You are. So this is, Dang, this is the beta. The pressure is on. <laughs> this is beta mode. Oh, this is beta. Forgive me in advance for my first nah, time. No, I forgive us. Guys. No, yeah. forgive us because we're right. sham, but carry on. <laughs> JB, it's on you with the time. All right. Y'all ready? So I answer um, after the 30 seconds or during the 30 seconds? No, so I'm going to ask as you as, as many as you can get within the 30 seconds. Okay, got it. Okay, got it. I'm Okay, I got it. All right. Okay. And three, two, one. Little Kim belonged to a rap collective called Junior Mafia. Facts or fiction? Uh, Nevadius Wilburn is Birdman's real name. That's a fact? A fiction? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that man's real name. That's Birdman. That's his government name. I don't know. Okay. Lauren Hill was the first woman um, in R&B to receive five Grammys. Fact. Uh, James St. Patrick is nicknamed Spirit on Power. Time fiction. That's ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Give her that one. Give her that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gets that, that one. She, she gets that one. Dang, okay, I should have got more. How many did I get? We only did like three. The no, four. We did four. You um, we did four. You, you got, got three, right? Yeah, you got three. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thanks, boo. Yes. A minute. I would have tried to slide a little bit more, but 30 yeah, seconds? I, okay. Right. I 30 seconds is solid, though. Y'all, I still got my black card, hopefully, so I'm good. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you do, you do, you do. Black card is safe, sis. Yes, she right. knew the fact. She knew it. Don't leave home without Never. it. Uh, Nevadius Wilburn is future, by the way. Nevadius. That's future name. Nevadius. 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 Y'all wanted now, to Now, you know what's interesting about that? He's Haitian. That is not a Haitian name. Nevadius? Really? I didn't even know he was Haitian. Future, I did not future know, know he was Haitian. Future's Haitian. Maxwell's Haitian. There's a lot of different Haitian artists mm. out there. But Future, is, I think he's part Haitian. I don't feel like he's fully Haitian. And let me okay. make let me make sure I, I check because I know I know he was straight. Um, I thought he was straight. 
<laughs> Wait, you thought he was straight what, um, Danielle? I thought he was a straight ATLian. Period. Uh, Nothing else. Future. Wow, I had no Navadius. What does that Nevadius, mean? Where that, like, where does that go? Know it because certain people say it so much because it is so interesting. He part Haitian. Mm-hmm. So Navadius Wilborn, born in Atlanta, Georgia, of Haitian parents. So yes. Okay. Oh, welcome. Wow. Well, you know what? We could add a a 0.5 for that because I didn't know your boy was Haitian. So get in the mix. 3.5, heard you say. Yes, I love it. Wow, who knew? So let's get into it. You said we haven't seen you since 2018? Yeah, just about because I moved out about 2018 from New York. So yeah, it's been been a couple years. It has been a couple years. And um, so what sparked the move? So it was a sad move. I didn't necessarily want to move. Um, But at the time, you know, I was freelancing when I was working out in New York and y'all know about freelance life. Um, You know, sometimes it's not the most stable situation. So for me, I was just in like a transitionary period in my life and I really wanted to take this on camera hosting thing and like really just hone in on it and do it full time. So I was offered an opportunity to move out to um, Alabama. So I'm in the South. I'm in Mobile, y'all. Pray for okay, me. Okay, Mobile. <laughs> yes, it's been a huge culture shock in the beginning. I've been here for about a year now. So I'm out here working on a lifestyle show. So I'm the only host of this show. And literally, it's been like nice. amazing. So I love it. So I, That's my lit. whole purpose, yes, thank you. My whole purpose of the move was just literally to be able to do what I love every single day. Okay. Listen. Had you, so you had made any, a good move. Right. Did you have any experience in the South before, like in undergrad or anything? Or is this your first time in the South, like living in the South? Well, see, so I'm a Florida girl. And I know people okay. will argue me down that Florida is not considered the South. But, um, I mean, I'm, I'm born and raised in South Florida. I lived in Augusta, Georgia for part of, like, my middle school career. That even, um, that even amounts to anything. But... So I've been in the South. I've experienced the South. I have, you know, relatives that are from like Alabama and Georgia. So I've, I've been out here for a little bit. So I've, I've experienced it. But this is a whole living in living here like as an adult is different than, you know, growing up as a kid. So. Oh, most deaf. <laughs> I was I would say so, too. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, because then you have similar experience from going and living in the South, even post undergrad. Right. Or is Atlanta also not considered the South? Yeah, I lived in. <laughs> Atlanta is South AF. Yes, it is. It's about okay. as South as it comes. How is Florida not <laughs> um, That's what I want to know. I want. What do y'all yeah, think? Do y'all I, think Florida is not considered the South? Everything I'm, beneath the I've never heard that. Yeah. Is the South? Is the South. Uh, yeah, that's people it. don't consider Florida. I don't know why. I mean, it is the South. It's in the South, but people don't. I feel like people don't consider it the South, especially but Miami, because it's just a melting yeah. pot of like you know Hispanics and Haitians uh, and Jamaicans. Okay. It's not. Okay. It's not, it's not know, country only, just country. Exactly. Parts. But there are okay. country parts. There are country parts of Florida, though. Like you got um, Pensacola, you got Jacksonville. Like there's parts that people do consider, which are, of course, closer to places like Georgia and Alabama. But yeah, people don't Still, consider Miami the South. Right. It's an island wow. in its own, people like to think. I never even thought about that because even when you think of like naming places in the South, you don't say Florida. You'd be like, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia. Fact. Yeah. Yeah. Fact. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I, I know y'all have experience um, living in the South too, so. Yeah, I know yeah. some Floridians, yeah. and not you, Amanda, because you know you you giving us a more polished TV vibe, honey. <laughs> but the mother ones, yes. 
they get they get that plus energy and i'm like y'all southern <laughs> y'all southern y'all can have that <laughs> so that's that's yeah. so so keep the, y'all south. right so is the Amanda, lifestyle was it also, oh go ahead go jb i was about to say how much um like how much of a difference was it from coming like working in entertainment where we were at BET to like going to Alabama where it's lifestyle like was it like a drastic change like was it a culture change like what was the the major differences in making that move so it definitely was a a big difference for me because like you said like coming from New York like we all worked in the entertainment industry and music industry and you know just in the creative spaces so like everyone has an opinion everyone comes from you know that comes from that, like being able to talk what you want, say what you want and be being able to also be honored for your own opinion. But here I feel like, you know, working on a lifestyle show, I'm blessed to be able to, you know, come up with my own ideas for the show and pitch whatever I want for the show. But I say all that to also say that, cause I know you mentioned before, like, have I experienced micro microaggression? And I have like being in the South, you have to be mindful of the things that you say when it comes to southerners so i learned that one time when i did a story on colin kaepernick and i'm just like an opinionated person and i'm like not thinking anything of it but of course i have to understand that there are people that will look at you as being you know unpatriotic for making certain statements about certain things so i've gotten emails from viewers that didn't like my um my opinions when it came to colin and you know just different viewpoints but i'm also a black woman right so i'm gonna honor that like i'm gonna honor what I feel is right. I'm not going to say something because I think a viewer is going to like it because then I would, I wouldn't be true to myself. You know what I mean? Yes. Facts. And in anything I do, I don't care. I don't care where I am. If I don't agree with something, I will state that. If I don't feel like it's something, I will state that. And I know that I'm dealing with the network and it's different, but like, I make that very clear. My opinion is my opinion. It's an opinionated show. I don't work in hard news for that reason. And if I made that transition, then I would have to be a little bit more political with my response. But now, no. <laughs> Unapologetic. Wow. As you should be. I support it. And I know how hard that could be in that kind of situation. Yes, girl. I got the yeah. flag. And I got, I got you all have, type of... Yeah. Because you, you coming from... I mean, you are a Southern girl, but you have... Or woman, but you have the grit and the experience of New York. Mm-hmm. And so you have the New York then you have the woman, then you have being black. Like, are you experiencing... And then the individual. (laughs) Right, right. And then Mm -hmm. the individual. So, like, is the... What percentage of your job would you say is white versus... Like, is it... I'm I'm not really familiar with the whole... Like, the network. So, Mm -hmm. what would you you say is, like, the percentage? So, I I will say this. Like, I feel like people... Like before I moved here, people were like, oh my gosh, you're moving to Mobile. Like, there are there any black people here? There is about 50% black people and 50% white people. From what I've seen, you know, being out in the streets, it, it's pretty, it's it's pretty much like half and half. But right. in my job specifically, percentages, I would say either 70-30 or 60-40. More so 70-30. 70% white and 30% black at my job. Okay. okay. Yeah. I That's not too, too too crazy. I'm nah. just a little more. And when I think of Mobile, I immediately think of Black people. So that's um, interesting. I mean, being 50-50 is a good vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely thought it was more predominantly Black. So, okay. I'm at... Yeah. Do you, you have, have certain... 
mm-hmm. certain um, practices and like systems that you do to stay grounded, like being away, being once you've had that culture shock, do you have any, certain things that you do? Yes, I my journal is like my life, like literally I write in it. I try to write in it every single day. Um, I tried when I moved here a little bit before I moved here, I started doing this thing every morning and like just literally I have a Google Doc in my phone. And I write three things I'm grateful for every single day because I just feel like when I wake up with just that gratitude in my heart, like I'm just able to just keep that positivity going no matter what gets thrown at me. So I swear by my journal. I swear by just writing down gratitude, prayer, meditation. I got my sage and my candles. There's just like little things that I need to just make me feel like I'm grounded and I'm like calm. So those are my things. Yes. Come heavy on, on the sage the can you got heavy on the meditation 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 <laughs> <laughs> listen I'm you that's been a new yes that's been a, and i'm not gonna say i've always meditated because i'm not one of those people that'll be like oh yeah i've meditated like for 20 years of my life no like i've always prayed but like i just incorporated meditation a lot more moving here just you know just trying to block out all the noise and just like really focus so so Another thing, I know that you're really like big into your brand and like you being your brand. How has that been? Like, how has the move impacted your brand? Because so when a little thing, when we first started um, the podcast, we wanted to have like guests. Mm -hmm. We were like, oh, we want to have guests. And one of the goals was to have guests that like had a decent following because we had just started Mm -hmm. the podcast. So we had this like running list of like people that we knew that like you know had a whatever following so what was this when we started it was 2016 I think or 2017 and I think at the time you had like 10,000 followers which now and we had it like we had it on a doc like I can go to the google doc and show you it said it's like your name your at name and how many followers you had you had like 10.1 or 10.4 or something like that and I think now you're at like what like 20 20, 20,000 girl no or so (laughs) Are you sure? I think no. twenty because I feel like I looked at it. I'm not and I was like eleven point five. I think back doubled. in 2016. Oh, so maybe you was at five or six or whatever. Yeah, it, maybe you yeah, was at yeah. five then. I just yeah. know whatever it was that we had then, it doubled now. And from following you, like I know you have a very like distinct, like you have a very polished feed and a polished like brand and way of posting. So like, how has that been? Keep how is that keeping it up? Like. Who has time? You be having all these photo shoots, these try on hauls. I'm like, this is in it to win it. Like, get get us in the game. (laughs) So definitely 20K and more is the goal because, um, you know, well, I'll I'll answer the first part of your question. So branding is not the easiest thing. I know so many people shout out branding. Oh my God, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. It's not, it's not easy. Like you said, it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of time. Like literally trying to schedule out time to create content meet with photographers or record things yourself, which I've been slowly trying to do during this quarantine time. I know a lot of creatives are literally just trying to like figure out how they could do a lot of stuff on their own. But um, I've always, always felt like it was important to brand yourself, even outside of what you do, what you do. And I felt like I um, learned that while I was working at BT because we worked in production management together, but I always had the vision of being in front of the camera. So I knew that if that's what I wanted to do, I needed to brand myself as such like and I feel like when you're looking for work and when people are looking to hire you a lot of the times 
you're not reaching out for these jobs. These jobs are like finding you based on what you post. So like if you're posting something and you want to be a rap, a rap artist or a musician and you don't have any music on your page, how are people going to find you? So I try to mix in just, you know, different nice. photo shoots, Speak videos. That. That. And just, no, it's true. Like people aren't like I have brands that reach out to me right now to, you know, work on certain things. And it's based on the hashtags I'm using or the type of content I'm posting to make sure it aligns with them. But even on the flip side of things, I'm making sure those brands align with me because whatever I'm putting out to my community, it's going to be of me. I I don't ever want to put something on my page that I don't represent and that is not something that I want my followers to be a part of. So when it comes to branding, I just feel like everybody's a walking billboard and you just have to consistently post. And I'm, I even struggle with that, like figuring out what it is to post, but it's just important to post consistently, especially even more now people are at home. They're looking for stuff to do. And even beyond that, like people are following you because they're inspired by you for something. So you have to be able to come through with those things. And I always say this, like your talents and your skills are for not just yourself, it's for other people. So I'm trying to be more consistent with the brand and stuff, but excuse me, but it's not, it's not the easiest thing to do, but it takes work. But if you really have what it takes and you really want to like move far in your industry, whatever industry that is, you got to make the time for it. You have to like do it. Baby. I Listen, thought she was just going to be thing. giving us some information, <laughs> sis, but it's clearly church. <laughs> We're a day early, but it's clearly church. Talk to me. No, but what, what you information? You just spoke to me. Okay, I'm glad I'm speaking to y'all. No, but what information it is? I want to make sure that I'm helping. So, like, when it comes to Instagram, I guess a tip that I can give to people when it comes to posting, which some people may already know this, just always continue to look at your analytics, right? So, if there's a certain time frame that you feel like it's good to post and you get the most likes or the most interaction, post during that time. And just consistently check your analytics for that. Um, Think of like just different creative video content. I think video content is huge. You have to think of just different things that you can do visually, not just photos, which I'm trying to like work more on myself. Listen, I'm not no brand guru. I just try to do something. And if it works, I'm okay, just but Miss Eleven K, you somebody's guru, honey, because these people look. That's a that's a thing. Thank you, boo. You're so sweet. Because facts only we got like three followers on our um, on our Instagram page. So. Y'all know not, not to y'all know know. not to quote JB with these numbers because yeah, she please. used to be the analytics queen, watching yeah. everything, and then she just yeah. decided to sit on two people. Girl, yeah. don't let don't let her disrespect y'all y'all listeners. We respect y'all. We appreciate y'all. Well, I just oh, strong following. Know, while we're on this subject, yesterday I did a little sample test on the live. And I was like, oh, let me get on on the Facts Only Live and see who's going to get on here. Because I was like, I'm, I'm always telling them we have two solid followers. And I get on this live and I was up there for 10 minutes and we had one person that joined. And it was good sis Nicole. One, the whole time she rocked with me from 8 o'clock until 8.11 when I got on. Okay. So here's the tidbit that you missed from Miss Amanda. She said you have to constantly post. Right. So there's an analytics thing that happens with Instagram. We know this now because it's been monetized. I'm just saying what happened yesterday. I'm talking about just yesterday's experience to clarify why we only got two followers. That's what I'm trying to say. But why we only got two two followers is because of what we are not doing with our branding. Was that the first time that y'all ever went live? Was that the first time? Probably. In like a year or two? In like like two years? Yeah. Yeah. Well, try not. We're not consistent. Yeah, I would say try this next time. If y'all are going to do a live, I feel like 
put a time slot on it. Uh-huh. Like say, hey, we're gonna go live at this time. We're gonna talk about yeah. this topic, and y'all chime in. And then I feel like it'll definitely you'll definitely get more interaction with people when you're brand- like promoting it. Like if you're gonna go live in a week, promote it every single day. Put it on the story. Put it on Twitter so that people are looking forward to when you're building up that momentum to your live. Like I think people just going live, and I know right now everybody and their mama Girl, is online. Everybody, <laughs> everyone. Like, not at once. Like, not all at once. Y'all giving us too much, like, content at one time. It's a lot. Right. It's, it's and that's thing. so crazy because there's so much content to consume right now. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's an interesting time to be... It's it's an interesting time to be a creative because the narrative is, like, oh, everybody's home. Create, create, create. And then I don't think people understand that, like, a part of being creative is being able to be in a space and in an environment and a place that's conducive to you being creative. So literally people being on quarantine and self-isolation and like being stuck in their house all day does not, does nothing for creative juice in this. And especially for like true, true creatives that like they, I got to feel the energy. I got to be in the space. I need to, you know what I'm saying? That need that those different interactions and to be in different places to kind of like, get a vibe and get stuff going mm-hmm. so it's just so interesting everybody's like oh you home uh, make some videos put it up put some content up and it's like listen please right and Back i up. agree with you and i feel like like you said like as a creative you have to be mentally in that space to create you're not just going to throw something up and that's another thing i feel like people got to be mindful of the content they're creating and what's going to happen five years from now when you pull that content up from quarantine like and I was actually listening to um, Maddie James, who I love. She's really big on branding. She's an influencer um, on social media. And she's like, what is the purpose of your post? Like everything that you post, everything that you do, there has to be a purpose for it. You can't just literally throw it up there just because you're at home and you have nothing else to do. Like, what is it serving for the people that are watching it? And like, because people are coming to you for something. So I'm with you mm-hmm. on that. Like everyone's just creating, 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 which is cool. But like, just making sure that you're in that space to actually create and yeah. what you're creating is something that right. is a substance. And, and the other thing I'm taking away, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other thing sure. I'm taking, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, KB. I was just saying that I'm, it's also, you know, I feel like the, what I'm hearing from people who have the followers that you guys have is that really, really taking the Instagram and looking at it as more of a business as opposed to just recreational and expression. And it's, it's very interesting hearing what you're saying. Like, you know, I hadn't even thought about looking at analytics or those types of things, but that matters. Like looking at it as a, as a free space to promote and like really taking it seriously. So. Yeah. Well, and this, and this quarantine to piggyback on what you're saying, like for creatives, like my heart goes out to all my friends, like my brothers and sisters that are freelancing because they literally have to go to the draw- back to the drawing board and figure out like how to get funding for things like Instagram lives and how to bring more followers to their pages and just, you know, trying to figure out what other ways they can make money because honestly, live events won't be happening until they say third quarter of next year. Like that is a long time from now. So we're going to see a lot more lives, a lot more live concerts, a lot more live events where there's no one but the artist or but the host at these things. Uh-huh. It's a lot of virtual um, events and virtual stuff going on. Um, One of the things that you said that um, I thought about twofold, um, looking at your analytics on your page, does your page show analytics if you don't have it as as like a, a, you have to change it to be like a business Mm -hmm. or whatever profile. So I'll do like, I'll look at the analytics on my post 
but not mm-hmm. enough to like study them. Like I don't go to my page to see like, oh, at this time, this is when people react the most to my page. But I just look at my analytics sometimes just to see like if one posted better than the other because I use the hashtag. Because, you know, it shows mm-hmm. you it's like your media impressions from hashtags, from followers, from your profile, from other like it lets you know how people ended up coming to your picture to like your picture. So I'll look at that from time to time when I post just to mm-hmm. see like what my posts are doing. But, you know, that's that's an interesting perspective to be to look at it and really like deep dive to be like, yo, if I'm posting at this time, like when am I getting the, the most, most amount most of interaction? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so I know you critical. said you had a question, Danny. Uh, yeah. Um, so we were talking about creatives and creating and I was wondering like, you you said you start your mornings a particular way and I was wondering like while you're home now and you need to be creative if you're like creating for work are there particular things that you're doing like to create a space any kind of zone you know like what are you doing to help your creativity in the house so um like even on the weekends I I kind of follow the same um the same process when it comes to you know starting my day and starting what I do like First thing I wake up, I thank God for a new day. I open my Bible app. I got several plans that I'm a part of. So I do that. Um, I also follow like just a bunch of different apps that you said several ones that you're a part of plans, like on the Bible app, they have like plans on them. So I follow different plans. Yeah. Okay. And then there's also like a bunch of different like apps that I follow for like just manifestation, like just quotes and just like positive affirmation things that they just push to your phone. So I always look at that. Um, and then I just, honestly, I just play music, light a candle and just take notes and write ideas down, research, get on Pinterest and kind of create Pinterest boards for ideas that I want to start. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing. And more so now, like during this time of quarantine and by the way, I'm loving quarantine. I know people hate it. And I know for y'all in New York, it's a lot different for me here, but I feel like a lot of us are really focusing on the stuff that really matters. Like zoom calls with family checking up on people that you haven't talked to in years i haven't talked to y'all in like several years and we're connecting in quarantine and i feel like i'm loving this side of it you know and i'm loving that aspect of it and i'm also just really being mindful of my spirit and you know just being one right now before i even like push anything out to everybody else because i want to make sure whatever it is that i'm presenting is really pure you know what i mean yes Yes, I've been having all of the revelations this quarantine. <laughs> so I'm like, like what? Fake. Like what? Girl, oh, just girl. Um, <laughs> so many. What is the latest? I feel like it's been a lot of relationship stuff. Mm-hmm. I came out of a situation a couple months ago, but like you know, life keeps moving. So it's it's. I kind of see it like the same. Like you know, how somebody dies. And you're just supposed to pick up and keep it moving. That always really rubs me the wrong way. Like even me telling somebody like, oh, this person passed seems like a, you know, it just seems like I'm, it seems like a heavy thing to drop on somebody without mm-hmm. prefacing it with anything or like a follow up. So um, I feel like you keep it moving. Not that it was a death to say that, but whatever happens, life continues to go. But the fact that nothing is really moving like that right now allows me to sit with all of the deaths, all of my thoughts and really like be with them. So, you know, it's been like relationship stuff, family stuff, um, like my own personal development kind of things, like uh, what I can do, like what I get to do now that I have the time. Mm -hmm. Um, 
what wasn't serving me previously, jobs <laughs> that I've been released from. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's like, it just really put things in perspective. So although I'm annoyed with it, I also appreciate it for the clarity that it's bringing. So look. Amen. Mm-hmm. I, I, look, I, I'm okay, that was a word. Yes, it right. was. And I, and felt I feel that. like quarantine for me has been, um, I, I feel like I'm on maternity leave again. Cause like I literally went back to work in January. We were on, we started quarantine like the second week of March. So it's it's crazy because like literally like a week before we came into quarantine, like I was fussing cause Abby had just turned like six months and the doctor was like, oh, you could give her foods and salads. And I was like upset because I'm like, she's going to be with my aunt all day. Like I'm not going to be able like, I'm going to be missing stuff. Like her first fruit, mm-hmm. her first this, her first that. And literally like three days after that doctor's appointment, everything was shut down. So like, I, that's been my silver lining with quarantine is being able to be in the house with her. Like I get to see, she's sitting up on her own. She learned to crawl during quarantine. She didn't have her first fruits and veggies. I mean, she'd be getting on my last nerves, but bless her little okay. heart. I love it. Okay. You froze, beloved. You said oh, like, that's been your silver lining. Okay. All right. That was good enough then. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit that part out. <laughs> Yes. Has, well, you know, since we were talking about relationship stuff, has moving affected your dating life? Um, moving hasn't affected my dating life, but um, quarantine kind of has. So I've been feeling um, Danielle when she said that because honestly, and I don't know if it's just the move so much or just turning 30 because I'm like, I don't have time for the BS. I, I just really, I'm, I just don't have time for the BS anymore. I'm, like, I'm just entering in this new space of my life. Mm-hmm. If it's not serving me, then I just don't <laughs> want to get anything yes. from it. So um, I recently literally had to cut something off in this quarantine. I'm just literally telling it to y'all. Like a lot of people don't even know about it, but um like Danielle was saying, I have time to like really sit with myself and really think about things and things that while I'm moving and just like hustling and doing what I got to do that I would just be like, all right, whatever. Now I have time to like, why am I letting this happen? Why am I like a part of this? If it's not really, you know, doing anything positive for my life. So listen, I won't say the move and I won't say the quarantine. It's just literally sitting with yourself and having the time to just really think about like, is this beneficial for my life? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing. I didn't realize. <laughs> I didn't realize we was having you disclose some uh, undisclosable. Listen, <laughs> listen, y'all make it feel comfortable. Look, we listen. We into it. It's an intimate conversation. We are, girl, girl, stumbling over each other. We didn't do that shit since we started this, and we've been like, I'm like, what is happening? We're pressed. That's what it is. The energy is pressed because high key, you were what supposed to be one of our first guests and it's been like almost three years now we have so i guess that's why we're pressed and jumping on top of each other because (laughs) we've been trying to have this conversation for a a minute and it's finally happening so that's what's up And I'm happy I, and, that I know yeah. and I'm happy that it's happening. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to. Look, we all on top of each other. For real. I really, I am glad that I've had an opportunity to talk to y'all because I know it's been a minute and I'm so proud of what y'all are doing. I'm so proud that y'all have been doing this since 2016. Like, it's not easy having a podcast. It's not easy doing anything consistently when you're a creative. You have other Dang. full-time jobs and full-time obligations, um, whatever they may be, but you guys are really doing it. So I'm proud of y'all. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. 
Okay. Speaking of the relationship thing, I, I guess we all kind of mentioned our silver linings, right? You, she said the silver lining, you were looking at the silver lining and sitting with yourself and you got Abby. So, yeah, I, I was just talking to Bay about it. Like, we just uh, made the decision to, like, to move in, to live together. And um, I, at first, like, when and right before that, no, right after that was when quarantine happened. And I was like, you know, he works, he's a chef, so he works, like, m- many, many hours and, like, comes home late. And I our schedules usually would be opposite. We're having a lot of time to be together. And I've just been so grateful for that, like learning each other, learning how it feels to be, you know, around each other all the time. And I've, I've seen people that are like, you know, there's more probably divorces that are going to be filed because mm-hmm. niggas really don't like each other. And I've just learned that I'm, that's not the case. So that's the silver line here. Like, oh, I really could fuck with you because I have to. And I, oh, I can't though. Yes. Cool. That's cool. I, I think people dope. saying that is so interesting that everybody's like, yo, divorce rates are going to go down because people, and I, somebody even said this on like one of my work calls and somebody was like, yo, we're, I, I'm probably spending more time with my spouse than I have ever. Like people are like, ever. this is the most amount of time ever. that I've ever, and th- people that have been together for years and it's like, this is the most amount of time that we've been, we've had to like be around each other. And I like, that's just so scary to think about you being like, you know, you go about your day to day. And it's so like to Amanda's point, like you get in the hustle and bustle and stuff just kind of, it's a routine. It just kind of keeps going and stuff that would, would have been a flag or would have been something for you to sit back and be like, wait a second, that's not, even something that I enjoy or something that I care for, you kind of just brush it past because like life is moving. So right now that like Crazy. stuff is slowed down and you really mm-hmm. are sitting in it for people that are coming out of this, like, yo, I don't even like you. I'm like, yo. That's crazy like, to me. Like, that is. Yeah. Could you imagine, and I'm not trying to get too explicit, but maybe y'all. <laughs> with, <laughs> literally yeah. just being with somebody and having routine sex with them, like, because y'all are married. Like, I don't want to live that life. Like, I, no. I just don't. Oh, no. it's Wednesday. It's time. Like, do you, did you guys watch Little Fires Everywhere? Have y'all seen yes. it? Yes. I, was, yes. I just thought about that. Like, you want to talk about I just, plan? She said no. Wednesday and Saturday. It's Saturday. What? <laughs> you know how trash that is? trash pure it's trash very tragic it's very and tragic. she wasn't even like lenient with it no this was like no it's tuesday <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like reese did what? not love. she did not oh my gosh mm. oh my god no but thank that's you real life like that's common for people that's living like that ain't nobody got time and even the other thing the other like part of that people who are realizing they don't know nor like their kids <laughs> because they're like oh my god I don't want to be with these like these no thank you like you don't know that your child is unruly or you don't know that your child has this issue or this like mm. you are forced to deal with your kid that's deep that mm. is deep mm. oh lord mm-hmm. it's been all of the memes about how when schools start back how the parents gonna be dropping them off and it's like the car revs up at like 80. <laughs> you kicking the kid out. They got a tuck and roll. Like, come right. on. Now so when the teachers and the principal are telling you that your kid don't have no behavior. Maybe you'll listen. Now you know. Okay, you listening. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You see what you're Yeah, it's, I think in September when it comes time for people to put, take their kids back, <laughs> listen. It's going to be a whole entire different ball game. And to that point, like, everybody is like, 
I love the memes where it's like, I should have listened when you were, li- no, somebody was like, um, they had something on that card that was like, teacher, you lied when you said that my child is a joy to teach. Because ain't nobody, <laughs> you lied. My child is not a joy to teach. This little person is not, I couldn't imagine if, yeah. and, and to all the parents, like, I just think about it from all of the different perspectives. Cause it's like, yo, you got the people who are like, Say they're not necessarily tech savvy and like everything yeah, they have they to are, do they everything virtually. <laughs> they now have to be a teacher. And then for people that might not have had, you know, whatever technology, like they got to give their kids their own phones and like laptops to be doing stuff. I'm like, yo. You know who I'm, I really I feel bad for the immigrant parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like where there's a language barrier and it's it's hard to even, you know, to teach kids that you don't even understand what their schoolwork even looks like. Like, yes. Right. Yes. Words. And just the, the actual language, like you're saying, forget the theories that you got to teach them. What is this word? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. But and then just That's also look I at know. how the industry and everything is going to shift when there's all of these jobs that have been continuing to get done from home. So it's like I don't really need like so many businesses are going to be virtual now. Like mm-hmm. forget the overhead. Like it's been. It's <laughs> we don't need to pay that rent. <laughs> you can do that right at the house. <laughs> right. You set up an office in your bathroom. Right. Keep that vibe. House. Keep your bathroom. Yeah. You're gonna pay this bathroom. You're gonna pay this rent. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. So another question, Amanda, with where you are now, um, how do you feel like it aligns with where you want to go career wise? Um well tell us where you would like to go. Like what's your goal? Goal for me at this point in my career, well, there's so many of them because I feel like, honestly, you can do it all. I don't believe yourself in just one um, position or career. Mm -hmm. I ultimately, I want to act. So I want to be in feature films. I want to do commercial work. I want to, um, my dream job, honestly, would be to do like a Today Show or Good Morning America Mm -hmm. in the later part of my career. But just honestly building up to that point. So I want to definitely just work for, you know, top 10 markets in my field, doing what I do on the lifestyle and entertainment side of things. And then also just working and hosting events and just, you know, creating just, just different content outside of what I do. But, <clears throat> excuse me, that would be like the ultimate job for me. And then beyond that, also creating opportunities for minorities, even when I get to that point and before that. Nice. So, and you're saying, and this, and so I guess the way what Jordan's question is, this aligns with it because this is in, you've yeah. gotten to the lifestyle part and you can do this and um, as well. Like, so where would you be going? Do you have like your eyes set on something next or like how many, how many years are you going to give Alabama, you know? Hopefully no one's listening to this, but, um, oh, well, no, I mean, that might, yeah, Alabama is not the, I love, don't get me wrong. I love my job, but the, like the city itself, I haven't really been able to find my groove here because I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm from Miami, you know, like it's kind of hard. And I lived in New York. It's kind of hard to compare those major cities to being here. So ultimately I do want to be in a major city in New York maybe an opportunity for me to come back in New York as well. So I'm kind of open. I don't like to okay. just say I want to go just to Texas or to, you know, LA. I will LA. go, honestly, wherever God feels like the opportunity is ready and I'm planted and I'm ready to go. Um, but yeah, it definitely, like going back to what JD said, it aligns with what I want to do because it's a network um, show. It's a lifestyle show. It's something I get to do every single day. And um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. 
Okay, you dropped them all of them gems and inspiration. I said, let me go plan. I'm gonna get my passion planner out and start planning my week. Yes, for my right. content. Revisit that again. First, okay, <laughs> what's up? What's up? Never too late. Check my analytics. <laughs> we'll see what's going on. Um, so I guess for somebody, for the many people who are uh, looking now to like take a chance on themselves, this quarantine opportunity is giving them perspective and they're feeling like, okay, you know, I can do this. What uh, advice would you give them? Like if somebody's thinking about a major move or a career shift, um, just any of those things along those lines, like what would you offer uh, to those people? Um, I would definitely say to, if you are in the space to create something like, definitely do it. I feel like, you know, using YouTube or, or you know, <clears throat> doing voice recordings or whatever it is that you want to do, whatever your career choice is, if there's a way for you to create these things now. Also, there's like tons of resources of free online courses, even spruce up your skills and whatever it is that you want to do, whether it's video editing, um, there's like this different, even like Ivy League schools that are offering free courses. So I definitely would say to definitely do some research use those resources and actually like sit and learn the skill. Like I feel like a lot of the times people get wrapped up in feeling like they need a major network behind them in order for them to be able to do what they're doing. And that is not necessarily true. A lot of the times people don't realize that networks come to those people who have built this brand on their own. So Already. Yeah. Time wow. Really build your brand right now. Exactly. Hone in on your craft, build your brand now. And if it, you know, you make it loud enough. You got enough people following it. You promoting it because that's another thing is creative. Sometimes we create the content and we're like, no one's looking at it. Well, yeah, you need to promote it. Like you need to remind people that you're putting this stuff out consistently. Hello, hello. I mean, that's me. Oh, that's I'm them. looking for your stuff if you're not telling them come look for it and telling the world. Yes. Ooh. Wow. Again, wow. another revelation. Drag me. Wow. <laughs> so. we, we've been getting dragged. <laughs> wow. The past couple wow. of podcasts that we've had, our guests have come to just pick us up by our ourselves. Firm. Just just grab our hair from the and Our edges was just going back. They was just going back. Oh, them edges is late. Them edges is late, KB. I see them. They was trying to drag <laughs> us all. Everybody Ooh. has been coming for our lives. Let us know. Wow. So, oh, oh, well, I have a someone, question about uh, Yeah, let me just jump in real fast about the creating your thing. Like, how do you feel about, like, how did you build a team of people to help you with that? Like, were, were you doing bartering? Were you like, okay, no, I'm going to hire somebody to edit? Or did you, were you like a one-person show? Like, are you doing your own stuff? Like, how did you support yourself in the, the producing of your brand with the resources that you have from others? So um, when it comes to, like, building my brand with a team, I, w I don't necessarily have, like, a team per se right now at this point. I know I will definitely be working up to the point where I will have, a you know, a team of people working with me. So depending on what the project is, like, if I need to shoot a campaign for a brand, like, I'll hire a photographer for that specific job. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, like, I'm pretty much doing a lot of these things on my own. And I think it's important to learn these skills. Like, if you want to be a video, if you want to have YouTube videos, learn how to edit it on your own so when yeah. you up and you have these millions of followers then you have the income to hire people and then you could use that time to do something else and create something else out of that but I feel like out the gate it's important for you to learn all those things because it makes you more appreciative of the process mm. and you don't take it for granted mm. so like for me like coming up 
I started out my career working literally the street people. Like I was, I was working in promotions. So I know what it's like to like lift speakers up. I know what it's like to do certain things. So I always have respect for mm-hmm. doing those things. Cause I can do you know what I mean? New York is very loud right now. Sorry. Yeah. I, just had to I think to Amanda's point too, that's a, a, the thing about like both of us when it comes to like, having been like working like in the industry, me and Amanda both kind of started technically around the same time. Like we both came into BET um, for like permanent, like actual full-time jobs in January of 2014. Like her and I met the like November-ish of 2013, like doing Black Girls Rock. Mm -hmm. So it is like something to be said about like, how your work ethic is when you literally worked your way from like freaking copying papers or sitting in on meetings and initiating calls. And like, I had this conversation so much at work with like how everybody wants things to happen so quickly and they want to get to where they are so quickly. Like I didn't become an editorial project manager overnight. Like I literally had roles that I stayed in. Like I stayed in a coordinator role for four years. Like I did, I did my time and put in my work. And I also soaked and learned up every single thing that I could learn in those four years to push and propel me to where I am. And those skills even helped me like outside and stuff that I want to do for my personal brand that I've been able to, you know, learn at work. And to the point of like being in the house and just like taking advantage of like free classes and time. Like I've been wanting to like fully learn how to work Adobe Premiere for a minute. So I'm always sitting in on people and I'm learning little nuggets and doing little stuff, but I never took the time to sit down and do a project. And some way somehow I got like jumped, like pulled into doing this project for my sorority and I edited a whole 27 minute video and took it from 27 minutes to 21 minutes, made a five minute social cut. Like I was out here, I, I, I am like, you know what I'm saying? And that's from paying attention and like literally soaking up what you've done over the years and applying it to where you are now. So it's, 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 it's a lot. It's a lot. It's My so God, rich. this was it. This was the ticket. Okay. Yeah. This is a good combo um, yes. and another affirmation. Uh, it was brought to my attention <clears throat> that during undergrad, I made a comment to somebody, uh, about not knowing how it is they wanted to be seen, right? She was an artist and I was unaware that she was an artist because that just wasn't how I was introduced to her. Um, And she let me know that after all this time, you know, she is recognized as an artist now. And um, like, she thanked me for that. I was mad nervous. I thought I had said some slanderous shit on accident. (laughs) She was just like, nah, it wasn't. But it gave me, you know, like it charged me up. Like I need everybody I know to recognize me as an artist, because this is what I want to be. So I respect from the gate. I always said, like, if Amanda don't look, she's always on her P's and Q's. Like, I feel like yeah. I've always saw you. As together. And you always, like, we're always together. And I'm just like, listen, sis said, I want to be in front of the camera. This is what you're, you're going to get me. I'm camera ready at all times. What's up? <laughs> um, so this is just affirming for me, you know, I don't know. I have, you know, two acting degrees and I don't even know that everybody knows that I'm an actress. 
they know that I have personality, but you know, that may not be how they see me. So this is just, you know, her message to me. I am. (laughs) I am. But you know, in terms of like how everybody views me, they may have a different introduction that may not be that. Yeah. So this is giving me the time to get on deck. And we were, I was talking about that with, um, briefly on live with Felicia after Jordan left of the live that uh, Danny was hating on. We were just talking about like the, basically you taking the permit, you, you not waiting for permission. So instead of being like, I'm going to wait for somebody to cast me in front of the camera, let me just start my own show. And I think that's a lesson that I keep having to relearn. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's, if it's, you know, conditioning in my family or whatever, but just, you know, be just everyone keeps saying that create your own content if you want to be a uh, makeup guru show people that you can put on makeup like it's so and it sounds so simple but it's just like oh you feel like you well for me I feel like you know it's it's not that type that quality or that good quality or whatever and it's just the the gap needs to be closed if you continue to do it then you're going to get to that quality and someone's going to recognize you in that way and I feel like you've been like that at least from like that's why when when she said you had ten thousand followers back then I I thought that was that was right because it just seemed like you were very intentional and I and I think what Danny was saying about the uh, girl that she was talking about was like that seems to have been her one of her north stars like okay I, I want people to know me as an artist so let me do that and it seems like you've been very clear about I want to be on camera and this is and now like the steps are going to align with that so. The vision is there and the steps have been taken. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, I've listened. I guess this is my last <laughs> kind of thing because I should just keep popping up in my head. <laughs> so you said you started out in production, right? Uh, but you wanted to be an on-camera talent. Did you feel like bridging mm-hmm. those gaps was like tough to do? Or were there certain steps that you took to put yourself, you know, to take a risk on yourself? Like, what was it that you did that put you in that light? Uh, well, starting out, like I really, and some people probably don't even really know this, but even before starting in production, I started in promotions for radio. So when I was even in college, I was working for like three radio stations at three different times. And it was there. Cause I think I was trying to figure it out. Like I was trying to, I always know wanted to do on camera stuff, but I was trying to also figure out how I fit within radio too at the time. So I literally took it upon myself outside of my hours to like not get paid, shadow all of these jocks, like figure out what it is they're doing, learn their skill set. Um, so I would say for me, it's like, like really, it was really just taking out that time to study people that you aspire to be like, you know what I mean? Like really looking up to them and figuring out how you can transition into that. And I would always offer up and do certain things for free. And I feel like, I mean, back then, I don't know now how, you know, this younger generation feels about stuff like that, but if there was a chance I could record or voice over a commercial for the station for free, I'd do it. And then I'm already on the radio, you know what I mean? And I could put that in my resume reel. I could put that in my, in my voiceover talent reel. So I would say it would be those opportunities. And then JB knows about this. There's times when I was working literally production management and had to change out of my show black gear, run to do something for on camera work for digital. I might not have, I don't even remember if I was getting a check for that at the time because I was still working in production. So, you know, there's that finance thing that you got to figure out. But I would do it for free because this is what I want to do. And I feel like when you're willing to do something for free and it's something that you're passionate about, 
and you have There's the value. It, you'll value it and you'll take those mm-hmm. opportunities and those opportunities then led me to do BET breaks, then led me to do the Twitter live stream for the BET Awards red carpet twice. You know what I mean? It, that one opportunity that I said that I would do without getting paid for led me to that point. And they will continue to do that for people if they really just, you know, listen. So that, you're saying humble yourself? You're lesson. saying that, you, yes, that we I need to like, be humble. That's I, what you're saying. Yes. But okay, I say humble yourself when you're first starting out, even while you're still in the industry too, because there's definitely room for you to always be humble. But I feel like um, also, I will say in that same breath, know your worth too. Because when I was it's about time to say to that, pay, yep. you mm-hmm. need to make sure that you are negotiating your worth and correct doing that in the right manner as well. But yeah, and that's I think that's that's a, a fine point too. In being humble while knowing your worth because it's like hold like out the gate first job that you get I'm not running you a million dollars you know what I'm saying like and it's it's okay if you want to if that's the goal that you want to set for yourself in some way somehow you find the opportunity that boom first gig out the gate it's a million dollars then kudos to you you are an anomaly a unicorn and I hope you live a long time and pay your taxes but you have to like, you have to start humbly and start in those roles that you're literally, I've done mad PA gigs for the, for the credit, just so I could put it on my resume, like take a day gig and be sweat in doing the most, but I can be like, Oh, I work blah, blah, blah for MTV. And I could put it on my resume and wasn't getting paid. Like back in the day when we was like coming in 20, between 2010, 2012, 2013, I was pulling up, you need help. Okay, I'm going to be there. So then that way, when it came time for the money, people already knew my work ethic. They knew if I was going to come and work as hard as I worked for free, imagine how I'm going to pull up and work when you're really running me a, a coin and really giving me a check. That You're really about to get all of the all. You think you got it then, but wait till you see me once you give me some money. Okay? And you learn. And, and you learn. Like this, like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. All the way. Uh, this was it. I wasn't. I didn't even. I wasn't expecting this to go where it went. But you know, God be knowing. God be knowing. You know. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda. I'm pretty sure the two followers that we have might have follow up questions for you. So you know, should the two uh, followers have questions for you for her? Let everybody know where they can follow you at, where they can see all your beautiful branded content. You're so sweet. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes, thank had a you. Great time. No, I thank y'all. I know it's been a minute since we were supposed to get together and I'm glad it finally happened and I'm looking forward to it happening again. But yes. um, for anyone who wants to follow me, my Instagram is at Amanda Booz and that's B-O-O-Z, not the E. I know y'all like to drink, but not the E. <laughs> and then Twitter, it's it's Amanda Booz and then pretty much you can find me on YouTube, Snapchat, whatever, but just Amanda Booz, but that's it. Perfect. Right. Thank y'all so much. Uh, thank yes. you. Thank you for listening. Thank yes. you. All right, bye. Enjoy your quarantine. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. To keep the convo going and to find out more information about upcoming episodes, follow us on social media at ITZ Facts Only.